This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. sing right now so I'll play it for you it's uh called my old man thing you have to try and do is just to try and remain positive 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 the hell have you been i hear you cry this is david michael the editor of myomansaid.com yes the myomansaid podcast is back after being uh, awol for a few weeks two reasons for that uh, i've been traveling uh, quite a lot in, over the last few weeks i've been abroad a couple of times well three times if you include scotland and uh, add to that a bunch of technical difficulties where dan's sound card on his laptop has been playing up and We've been unable to uh, record because it doesn't recognise the microphone I lent him after two other microphones have burnt out. Add to that some connection difficulties that uh, haven't allowed us to record other guests that we wanted on the show. All up, uh, it's been very frustrating and uh, the time it takes to make the show... I mean, I won't bore you with the details. It's uh, it's not good when uh, things don't go right. Anyway, we've got... 
three shows lined up for you in the next week to uh, get back into the swing of things. Dan's also uh, apparently buying a new laptop, so hopefully that will put that issue to bed and we can uh, run a smooth operation. There's two or three notches to go up on this podcast. There's a lot of things that we would love to evolve it into, but you can help by uh, becoming a patron, and it only costs $1 to do that a month. It's dollars because it's an American website, but, uh, you know, that's, what's that, 80 pence a, a month? It's nothing. It'd be great to get 100 patrons. That would really help the show uh, be regular and uh, also improve. Head over to myoldmansaid.com and check out patrons on the menu bar. Uh, if you're using a mobile device, there's a little square on the left, uh, I think it's three lines, which is the menu button. Press that and then uh, the Patreon option should come up on that menu uh, selection. Right, what's on this show? Well, this show is actually the outtakes of an episode we recorded a couple of weeks ago. I didn't quite have enough time to get it out uh, then. So what we've done is taken out... Uh, all the chat about the last games and just giving you the the stuff that still stands up and we'll be discussing things like uh, how Villa essentially waved the white flag on the season at the end of the January transfer window. Well, they, they went winless for about nine games in uh, 2017. Uh, it's the second season in succession that they've surrendered the season at that point. And for a bit of fun, we'll discuss the uh, responses to uh, Dr. Tony's request of how Villa Park can be improved, uh, the match day experience uh, being the focus of that. And we discuss some of the uh, supporter suggestions of things like adult mascots, cheerleaders, ban on swearing, and uh, beer on the terraces. And then over the course of the podcast, we also look at what went wrong this season. Anyway, while we catch up and get back on track, listen up and enjoy. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me, as per usual, Monsieur Dan Rogers of the Villa Underground. How are you, Dan? Very well. Welcome, everyone. The reason why we have this little segment at the start where we just talk about other things <laughs> outside of the Villa universe in news that we try to relate to Villa is just to give our, our minds and our souls just a few minutes rest from... Uh, the inevitable. So, uh, Mr. David Beckham, uh, yes, not too happy, uh, and voicing it in leaked emails, and it's I don't know, it leaves a little bit of a nasty taste because you just see it's uh, Brand Beckham, and mm. Brand Beckham just wants to make as much money as possible and to be seen as this virtuous uh, Mister and you know Mister England, Mister and Mrs. England, when you throw well. his wife in it. <laughs> A public figure, a public figure who's been unmasked as not being all that he seems. Well, this is a shocking revelation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know but, I, mean? <laughs> I mean, of course, some of these emails may be out of context, but I think the main through line uh, suggests to be that that caught up. Most of the, the people I've uh, admired and they've been given a knighthood or what, mm. you know, or, or whatever on is they've just turned it down and ignored it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. But he seems to be desperate for it, almost like it's... A, well, it looks like it's it's been part of the plan. 
Maybe it's just the, the the thing that's missing, isn't it? It's, it's the one thing he hasn't got in the locker, or that you can't. You know, money can't necessarily, or can money buy knighthoods? I don't know. But I, I, I think well, of course are, it can. Come on. Yeah, well, this is the real world. <laughs> it's, it's been buying knighthoods since they they came out with knighthoods. <laughs> He's suggesting the Queen's got a little book somewhere where she's thinking, right, I'd be a thousand pounds for that. I'd be backhander. Although I know, the, I mean, the Queen should be all right now with uh, the exchange rate being very conducive to visiting uh, England. Uh, <laughs> she she won't need to bring in that extra income from uh, knighthoods, allegedly. Mm. allegedly. But uh, anyway, how does this relate to Aston Villa? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you award a villa knighthood to? If yeah, that's could there, there you upon... go. That's that's a very good link. It's a very there good you link. go. That's a, that's a freebie. So who would you bestow a, a, a villa knighthood? You know, well, if you could, the if kind you could of do the, I mean, the, the kind the kind of equivalent of a knighthood would be getting a, a stand named after you in the in the world of football. And this is mm. one thing that's always riled me a little bit. Is I think I'm you know I'm, in terms of football and tradition and purist, I always think it should come from the football that's on the pitch. So uh, mm. I think it's great that like, Manchester United have a stand named after Sir Alex Ferguson and Forest have a stand after Brian Clough and uh, Watford also uh, Graham Taylor and you know that mm. I think from a supporter's point of view, kind of that's how you honour you know Villa have got. Doug Ellis stand, which I think that's wrong because... <laughs> oh, the infamous birthday gift. And when people are uh, talking about uh, having a, a mosaic on the halt of uh, Dr. Tony, I mean, that I, I, my only reticence to that is it's coming from that same place of honouring owners rather than uh, what's actually on the pitch and supporting the team because at the end of the day it's all about the team and supporters shouldn't really concern themselves about the owner. No, well, the heroes and the 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 people who maybe have achieved something exactly. at the club, isn't it? You know, it's, I don't wake up in the get excited over over the owner particularly. Yeah, I think you'd you'd give a one to Ron Saunders if he'd have stayed on and won the European Cup. If he had that under his, I mean, it's obviously his team, but if he had actually won it uh, as opposed to Tony Barton, when you add together the league title and obviously league cups, then that would have been justification for him to have been more celebrated than perhaps he has been. Because obviously he did he did go off to the Blues. <laughs> Probably Ron Saunders, because I mean these are the best Villa teams uh, mm. in recent times, and you know I don't blame Ron Saunders for turning his back on football. I mean I'm trying to do that myself, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and modern day, I mean in terms of players, Fabian Delph, Fabian <laughs> Delph, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's a strange one because people like, for example, Gareth Barry have had like ten years, but. Just the way he left, and mm. you know, let's put it this way: it's not his fault if he wants improved money, and uh, no, no. But he never won anything, and no. uh, that's one of the problems. You need to have that picture of you lifting in a cup. I mean, Paul McGrath, obviously a hero, and did win something. Mm -hmm. But is he is he that kind of? Would you give him a knighthood for that? Well, we're sort of going all the way back then, aren't we, to say, well, what, what's what's worthy of such a thing? And you, you're back at 81, aren't you, really, where you start scratching your head and you're perhaps saying, so you're into your Mortimers and your wits, aren't you? Yeah. Before you get into people who could truly be considered, you know, sure. worthy. Yeah, I mean, if if there was a there was one more statue, Aston Villa statue commission, I I would have it of the '82 team. I mean, mm. that, that kind of covers all the bases. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Black Sabbath, good old Aston boys and Villa supporters, played their last ever gigs on the second and fourth of February. Uh, they will play no more. 
and it was good to see uh, Mr. Butler's Aston Villa AVFC bass, which uh, yeah, was I think cool. his, his guitar tech uh, actually contacted the uh, bass guitar makers as just to do it on the sly as a present for him to uh, commemorate the uh, you know the last ever tour. So that was quite a nice touch, and yeah, it looked it looked pretty pretty good indeed. It's pretty impressive that Ozzy Osbourne's still functioning as a human. It's amazing, being. yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, Sixty-eight, almost seventy, if, if I've got my uh, age maths right. And <laughs> but never mind his age. I mean, that's pretty astounding, anyway. But just <laughs> what he's been through <laughs> on top of his sixty-eight. I mean, probably uh, everything he's done in terms of drink, drugs is probably what's keeping him alive still and, and functioning. Pickled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually. <laughs> It keeps his pickled form going. But, I mean, I, I didn't go to the show, but uh seems to uh been pretty decent in terms of all their yeah, pyro- yeah. pyrotechnics and all that kind of stuff. And people seem to have enjoyed it. I mean, sometimes it's hard. Everybody who goes to the show and on social media will always say it's a great show. Mm-hmm. But it seemed, seemed to be uh, a, a pretty good send-off anyway. But, yeah, I mean, those boys been writing about the villa ever ever since they started, you know, with songs like Am I Going Insane on the Sabotage album, End of the Beginning, which uh, could be the uh, song about this new regime. My favourite one being Fairies Wear Boots. Who's that referring to? The whole team? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll leave that open to interpretation. Uh, also, Into the Void, that was a uh, from the Masters Reality album. That was uh, actually a prediction of what happened last season. A Hand of Doom, that was a song all about Brad Guzan. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move on. I, I, maybe we should do an album of uh, every album of the week uh, that's related to Villa. I mean, the Joshua Tree and also uh, Black Sabbath's collection seem to be all very poignantly Villa. Right, let's let's move on to a Villa matters at large and what's been happening. Well, I think the most, the biggest thing that's happened is almost like Dr. Tony waving the white flag on Twitter, suggesting that uh, the season is over when he says, as we agreed to make changes in the January window, I personally thought realistically we'd use this season to settle everything and focus next season. And that, you know, that's like we did last season after the January window last season where we didn't actually buy anybody. This season we bought everybody and uh, mm. it's, it's the same result. The white flag has come out. Ah, oh, it must have been folded up in Tom Fox's old desk, wasn't it? it just <laughs> unfurled it onto the whole end. I don't know what to say. I mean, there's no way. I don't buy it. We we smashed crazy money again in January. No one expected the terrible performances. It was classic Villa. It was all too familiar, wasn't it? Well, you know, what do you think about uh, Dr. Tony coming out with that statement? And he, he threw out a barrage of statements. And some people get sens- very sensitive on Twitter, if, even if you mention mm. his name. Never mind retweet with uh, an opinion, which I did. <laughs> and one of them was... Uh, don't give pressure too much and let high expectations ruin everything. Brightness comes after the darkest time. Haste makes waste. We were already in a dark time before he uh, before he turned up. And mm. uh, we're talking about, and this is the one I retweeted, we're talking about not having too much pressure and having uh, let, letting high expectations ruin everything. Well, he's the guy that came along saying top, we're going to be the top three team in the world. Champions League in five uh, years, which uh, I understand enthusiasm, but it wasn't. It wasn't said with any intent. It was just an empty uh, gestures that actually put the pressure on. And yeah. everybody's giddy on this kind of, you know, optimism. It, it's a weird feeling to this season that nobody 
was addressing what was actually in front of them. Everybody was looking ahead and uh, how, you know, this Villa revolution, we were going to be back in the Premier League, but nobody looked at the work in hand. And neither did he, I don't think, because he was thinking at the start, De Matteo, how's this, you know, I need a manager, I can market this club into China and blah, blah, blah. We'll spend this much to get us straight back up. But he was thinking if you pay 50, if you spend 55 million you you want to try to get up this season he's not really uh... well a mistake many men who've owned football clubs have made of just a bit of blank check isn't it really well exactly there's the bravado at the start and it you know happens with all these guys they all come mm. in everybody loves them because they start splashing the cash and then it tends to turn nasty because the expectations were risen so high at the start he, he pitched it so high from the beginning as you said and uh, I, th- I think it's it's no it gives us no great pleasure, I suppose, to say, I told you so to some degree, but this was always going to be the risk with a, a PR exercise through a, his Twitter account, wasn't it? That, it, you know, it's it's great when things are going well and when you're making signings and when you may be winning football matches, but, you know, football fans and, and to be honest, the media will, will scrutinise Villa very closely because he's made bold statements, which is great, but, you know, some of those statements have, have not aligned to how things have been on the football pitch as well. Yeah, I mean his statement really around what how the, how he sees the season pretty much being a, a write off and it begins next year. Well, that stands in complete contrast to what Bruce is saying. Still, you know, well, he's exactly, basically yeah. he's saying we've still got games to play and points to win, and you know, you, you couldn't be further apart really in terms of objectives from two two of the most important people at the club. And when it comes down to supporters, you're kind of admitting you're writing it off, and these mm. are the, these are the people who would still have to go and pay for their tickets to games which are essentially now what pre-season deadwood games preparation for next season i mean i can't believe we're having this conversation really i think that that, and least of all off the back of of what the owner's saying it's i think it it shows you how this season has been you know everyone knew it was a transitional season and and with you know the the scale of work that was done at villa i think yeah i think we all expected it to be difficult but other teams have got out of this division with some good planning. <laughs> Newcastle being one, and arguably they came down with a inverted commas better squad. Yeah. But you know, worse teams have been relegated from the Premier League than us well, and, and have Sund- gone back well, up. Sunderland in uh, two thousand five six uh, came down with fifteen points, as mm. I keep saying. Went back up the next season. New manager also uh, mm. as champions. I mean, I'm not personally bothered that if we do or don't go up this season. But I think that to, to start to, to be at the beginning of the season saying, yeah, this isn't going to be a problem and we're going to be champions of the world in three years, you know. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. Yeah, no, exactly. And now all the, the kind of zealots who, uh, because he's retweeted or replied to them once, uh, they think their best Twitter buddies now just attack anybody who even questions him. And, you know, that's uh, we're not uh, attacking him, as uh, some people seem to think, because they can't kind of process a, a spectrum of uh, responses rather than just negative, positive in terms of supporting managers and uh, engaging with fans, you know, he's done a terrific job. Mm. And and some of this, what's happening at Villa, on paper, the money's been spent more more than, you know, pretty much, uh, I mean, I, I don't know in the history of the championship, but it must be up there as first or second most amount uh, ever, surely. It's got to be, so I mean, no we've, we've broken a money. record with, with Hogan as well, haven't we, with the, the purchase there? Uh, well, it's we, a championship we keep, record. Well, we keep breaking the records. We break that with McCormack and uh, Codger. Who? Ross who? <laughs> Forrest's new super... I think is the guy that's going to take over from Trevor Francis as their striking <laughs> hero now. Oh, no. But anyway, he's spent the money. He's 
on paper, all these players uh, at the time when they were bought, logical, you know, top of top of the range in terms of championship. In terms of managers, uh, I mean, I wasn't a Mr. Roberto Di Matteo fan, but on paper, you saw the kind of logic. Bruce, you know, that's uh, a pragmatic decision. So yeah. there's n- there's not many th- steps that he's made that are wrong. I think it's the constant, you know, the the commentary, the constant commentary on on Twitter, and um, I think it leaves him very open for that sort of scrutiny as well. And you know, you said at the opening of the show that there aren't many owners where you get that with, um, least of all, so many are so accessible. Which is great for some of the things that that we've mentioned already. You know, is we know more about the inner workings of the club than we did before, but do yeah. we need do we need to? That's that's the other thing. It's it's a difficult place to be in because I'm sure he craves us to be to be successful. He's you know he's made a significant financial investment. Well, he needs us to be for the whole purpose of buying the club. I mean, that's that's the thing. But you know, he's an, a self-proclaimed supporter of Aston Villa, and welcome to supporting Aston Villa. This is the reality of how things pan out for you. I'm afraid he'll be uh, yeah he'll be starting his own podcast and his own blog soon so to, to lament the. Things, the things that have befallen him, no doubt. This, this is just therapy, folks. This is all this is. <laughs> Talking therapy. Because there's nothing else out there that uh, actually speaks the reality. So we have to do this just so we can actually listen to it ourselves. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There was one tweet he did which uh, he's since taken down, which was where he asked fans for... And I didn't actually see this. uh, You've told me about this. And Mm. uh, Chad as well has compiled some of these responses. But Mm -hmm. when he he was talking about planning uh, to locate a new family zone and Mm -hmm. wanted to make extra... Well, it's kind of broken English here. We're trying to make some special activities, good memories to families. Any advice? Cue... <laughs> the villa in- intelligentsy coming up with corkers like cheerleaders like crystal palace adult oh, mascots <laughs> adult mats- mascots what the i mean i can imagine you walking out hand in hand with with nathan baker wtf adult mascots i mean what dressed up in a full kit <laughs> <laughs> like some i don't know like some 
let's say mid, mid mid forties guy balding beer beer belly <laughs> holding. Do you know, it's hands. so bad. I want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> holding hands with Nathan Baker. The thing is, we all know someone who we go to the villa with or sits in our block who would take that offer up. We know that man, <laughs> that man, <laughs> or woman. Adult mascots. I just want to say it one more time. It's quite funny. Uh, other ideas. Oh, here's one. Ban swearing from the ground. Yeah, how do we plan Good on luck. enforcing this? A big <laughs> giant swear jar at the back of the whole end. Good People luck. constantly. <laughs> Could you imagine the revenue we generate if we had? They would. They would make more jar. money than they they are already from gate receipts. Christ. <laughs> you'd you'd be able. You'd be able to buy anybody in the uh, transfer window just from the swear jar uh, cash. <laughs> ban swearing. Huh? I mean, That's going to be. They should say, yes, we're going to ban swearing. I just want to see how it's going to pan out. But even people who don't swear day-to-day swear when they sit down at Villa Park to watch a game of football. It, it draws something from your inner soul watching <laughs> watching us try to interpret. What's this game football that we invented? The best, the best way of banning swearing, I've already worked this one out, is to play really good football and win games. Whoa, that's radical. One step at a time. <laughs> right, what else have we got here? Uh, beer on the terraces. Now, this is actually something that I think the Football Supporters Federation are, are starting to, let's say, ask the question a bit louder mm. than normal. Mm. It's a progression of treating football fans as, as human beings. I mean, for example, yeah. Yeah. Germany, they, they kind of laugh at uh, the English game just because you can't go to a game and have a pint while you watch it. It's a couple of strange things and a couple of points I make. It, it's How has it got to the stage where law-abiding citizens can't have a beer at the game? You know, you, you can't even have a, bo- a, a cap on a bottle of Coke. You know, what sort of world do we live in? The, the other weird thing is you go to Edgebaston, you walk down the road, go to Edgebaston and watch a game of cricket, T20 or something. You can have an absolute skimful in complete sight, you know, yeah. jump onto the playing field. It never happens, you know. It's... Well, that, I mean, that's the I mean, I was going to say rugby where you can have a beer, mm-hmm. but cricket's even a better example because cricket takes, you know, it's, it's over a course of a whole day. whole day. And yeah. you get absolutely steaming. <laughs> football football's 90 minutes i mean i'm sure there's a few listeners out there who can knock back a few pints in 90 minutes mm-hmm. but uh there's a limit to what you can drink well uh at the obviously going to drink before the game what other sports that's i mean think of the think of the marketing and, and everything that goes into beer and selling beer but and this notion that if it's not in sight of the pitch that people you know the consumption on the concourse and in the pubs and around the ground oh no but you can't have one at your seat yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And and I think to hide behind this notion of, you know, crowd control and blah, 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 you know, and then contradict it with all other sports, that it's absolutely fine. I just treats people like children. You obviously understand why they've gone down this road. But I do. The problem is once you go down this road, uh, nobody likes to review it or you no. know, even reconsider it. It just stays like it is forever. You know, I'm, I'm thinking more that football's changed now. There's a lot of kind of tourists going to the game. It's... There's a reason why the atmosphere is uh, pretty much dead in terms of home atmospheres is because it's a different crowd nowadays. And I think it's a a crowd that would be able to drink and not, you know, absolutely go uh, and make an arse of themselves. I don't think there'd be any more or less drunk people in the ground. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't think so. You know, just because you have it in a different place doesn't mean people are drinking anymore and as I say the flogging booze in the ground the fact that you can't wander up the steps you know onto the terrace I think is 
you know, it's beside the point, really. Right. What else did they say on their comments to Tony? There was something about uh, signing Benteke, bring him home. Well, Benteke, uh, that's an interesting one because Palace are one of these teams. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I want Palace to go down with Big Sam to break his record and <laughs> Christian mercenary Benteke to go mm. down as well because he's not going to play in the championship. He'll, I think he'll go abroad after this move. Mm-hmm. That's a career that could have gone anywhere for me and I think he dropped a major clanger going to Liverpool. He really did. Yeah, I think if, if he stayed with Villa, we may have stayed up mm. and then if you got Dr Tony taking over a Premier League club. Now, would he have taken over a Premier League club? Because I think he got Villa on the cheap, so I don't know how much mm. that was part of the attraction of it because he was looking at a lot of clubs uh, mm-hmm. in the months leading up to it. But Benteke was always a missed opportunity. There was a guy you could have built a team around. and you know, He stayed with us, and if we had a team around him, then he becomes you know our man. And we're, mm. he, he was the kind of striker you need to uh, you know break and make a serious indent in the top six. His career's in uh, Villa. Obviously missed a trick, but his career's in no man's land, isn't it, Remy? Now? Yeah, I think the uh, that injury that kept him at the World Cup, I, uh, mm. a.k.a. shop window, kind of <laughs> den- dented his uh, career as well. But also, uh, I mean, look at from the Villa point of view, how much have we spent on strikers now? We've, we've spent more than the money we got back from him, and, and he's better than all of them. Oh, but head and shoulders, I mean, one of the most naturally gifted uh, players we've, we've had in a long, long time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else? Safe standing on the halts. Well, hopefully that will happen. I mean, uh, Dr. Tony did talk about having two banks of safe standing. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that would be like the wings of the lower halt. Mm. And the other thing that uh, seemed to pop up a lot was Wi-Fi in the ground. I think you told me there was some guy who was replying to anybody who suggested there should be Wi-Fi in the ground. Yeah, I think he was mercilessly um, going after anyone, uh, telling them that it wasn't a fucking internet cafe, basically, and that they're there to watch football, <laughs> not browse. Bro's Facebook. I sort of, <laughs> I sort of agree that you don't go to the football for the Wi-Fi. But in the, it, this is a connected world where wouldn't it be great to get a phone signal in Villa Park anyway? <laughs> just, just a better, you know, in an emergency. But <laughs> yeah, that sort of situation. But I think it's that modernising Villa. I mean, do I go to Villa Park wanting wanting Wi-Fi? No, I don't think anyone does. But it's that, you know, it is that half-time lull or, or whatever, you know. If, it's, if Villa Park's going to be a, a first-class destination to go, that's something that, you know, most people expect to, to have now, yeah. isn't it? Connectivity. No, and uh, I like you know, people saying, oh, well, you know, you're going to wait until the, the team gels together and uh, it'll take time. Well, Forrest, I mean, uh, guy came on. 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. He didn't spend half of the season waiting to gel, did he? <laughs> he just <laughs> popped up, put the winner in. Thank you very much. Adios. And Forrest are a team that have had about... They've played about 36 different players this season. So uh, there's, there's lots so of excuses that are rolled out. It's so frustrating. I mean, again, it's classic classic us, isn't it? That we, we go to a club where they you know they, they want to string the string the chairman up. They have a protest march before the game. We get on top. We score the, the early goal. <laughs> and you know, we somehow gift them a way back into the game and a, a newspaper headline winner, really. I mean, some uh, some guy, Kez Ferber, if I remember rightly, left a comment which I put on the, the website as a, um, as a piece called call excuses 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 and he said you know essentially that all these excuses about gelling about players needing to settle and we're playing these teams that are in worse Mm -hmm. shape than we are have spent no money (laughs) you know fans running around with pitchforks trying to get the owners out and they're still beating us you know 
Cardiff, another team uh, in disarray. Brentford just lost their best player. They were in the old fourth division, current second Mm. division a few seasons ago. Mm. And, you know, they can still beat us. This is the thing. All these excuses. This league is not this kind of mecca of difficulty it's just we we so haven't got our act together it's 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 unbelievable when we've got all the resources i mean you know dr tony put everything in place so why can't we take all these pieces and put them together that that is the bizarre it it is bizarre it is bizarre because i I suppose we've you know this this has always been a question that i've had in throughout my time following villa given our you know there's no denying the size of our fan base and and the the fact that villa were in the you know in the premier league through times of plenty and you know how how we weren't managing to even compete at the top end of the premier league still baffles me with all the resource that we've had yeah. you know you can point to all of the waste and and that's a continuing theme isn't it it's no different to the waste under o'neill the waste under you know the austerity under previous managers and then the waste under di matteo because you can't say much of it represents value for money can you you know the simple things aren't done very well still and it's you know it was in bruce's post-match interview again We've got to start doing the basics, right? And football, a bit of a broken record time here. Football isn't complicated. <laughs> oh, right. I, just, I was just waiting for you to say that before I wrapped up the show. <laughs> it's a simple game. It that's is all, a that's, simple game. It's always the message of every podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to ram it home. It's simple. All these Tim Pot teams with their... Uh, Pub teams. <laughs> all these pub teams, tin pot teams that were, you know, in the non-league about five seasons ago, the ones that have beaten us now, they've got bigger issues. They've got no resources. They've got managers who probably aren't even getting paid money, but they still <laughs> beat us. a club that can still... I mean, take, take Hogan. We, you know, he, he was sat in our car park whilst Brentford were beating us 3-0 and still wanted to join us. <laughs> you know, that tells you, that tells you about the lure of, of playing for Aston Villa and despite all that's gone before it, we can yeah, still we do pay, that, but we pay well that's why well it's about the only thing we got in our phone he's sitting in the car park getting paid for sitting in the car park so he's happy that's a it's, gig i wouldn't mind to be honest well this <laughs> just this is the final point i'm thinking do these players and i'm talking more well well i think it, it, it's probably relevant to last season as well we got these french mm. league players in and we suddenly mm. were paying them twice three times what they were getting in france Mm-hmm. Same scenario here with these championship players. For example, uh, Hurahan, you know, allegedly getting quadruple his wages. Does that suddenly take the fire right. out of the belly? Well, this is something we've discussed before, isn't it? That yeah, because you know, you know hey ho, there was there was when I say fire in the belly, there wasn't even a flicker uh, last season, and now uh, I don't know. It, does it take the edge off? Because uh, and I'm interested to see you know how uh, Lansbury's and Hurahan pan out because we know what kind of players they are uh, pre Villa. Mm. You know, will they continue uh, now they're uh, a little bit more wealthier? Well, I know. I mean, I know our opinions differ on, on this to some degree. That I I do think that players at the top end of the professional game, by and large, want to be want to progress. And and for us as fans, what that represents now is you know if if a Lansbury has a fantastic season or you know or any one of the new signings really, you know, is Villa a springboard to a you know a different or greater career opportunity? By which I mean winning things. You know, it's the it's the Fabian yeah. Delph syndrome, isn't it? You know, with, with Hurahan, he he's got international aspirations apparently. So, you know, I don't I don't foresee him wanting to rest on his laurels. But I do also the bit I do agree with you on is it's incredible wealth and it's motivation and look no further than the Agbon Lahors of this world really, that you know, you look at how that group of players, particularly from Agbon Lahors and the O'Neill era, 
You know, your Ashley Youngs go on to Man United and Whitney Milners go on to win, you know, Premier Leagues and trophies, whereas your Agbon Lahore's were never motivated to do so. Is that, is that too dangerous for me to say that? That actually he, he could stay at Villa Park and be Mr. Aston Villa without really achieving a fat lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's just a Villa problem. It's uh, across, you know... It's no, no, across, but within the confines the of, yeah. of Villa, yeah. Right, anyway... I hate for I that think... to happen. Yeah, sorry. No, I was Carol. just about to say, uh, that's it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> can't it's time, it I think it's time to go, people. Don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast if they want a dose of real Villa talk. Real Villa. Talking therapy, that's how you should definitely market Talking it. Talking therapy, yes. But uh, is it good therapy? We're, we're just getting it out. Is it a cleansing process? I don't know. I feel a lot better for it. Is it a reminder of our nightmares? You're suggesting we're reliving them. Yeah. In conclusion, it's a strange thing because everything is in place and mm. uh, Twitterati people, uh, I haven't actually bagged out uh, Dr. Tony on Twitter at all, so I don't understand what the mm. situation is there, but I have asked questions because my point of view is he's done, apart from the Di Matteo thing, which I suppose obviously is, uh, there's still repercussions now if we are having to loan out £22 million pounds worth of the 55 million pounds wow. worth we got it wow. we got in the wow. summer which is uh, i mean that's pretty farcical when you when you look at it in uh, isolation mm-hmm. but in terms of providing the, the managers and uh, the team with the, you know the players uh, if you market him out of 10 you'd give him a i don't know like a mm-hmm. nine out of ten so there's nothing wrong there so there mm-hmm. is this missing link of when oh, we haven't got a team and bruce knows all the problems and you know from that meeting with him is there's you know nothing he didn't know mm. and you know he would tell you more that was wrong with the team uh, which you know we, we agreed with but why isn't anybody fixing it why aren't we just putting out 11 players who want to win a game and, and win it because football is a simple game mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends, spread the word, and until next time, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye, Villa fans. My old man said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.